one who reigns forever. We worship at your feet. We worship at your feet. Oh, we worship at
Just give 
from your love You're faithful and true, Jesus You're faithful and true, Jesus Where can we go from your love? Where can we hide from your face?
to you, my king, this morning. I wake up to praise you, Lord. We wake up to praise your name. And isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat? 
Don't we take into ourselves the body, the very life of Christ? And here's the part that stood out to me this morning. Because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes oneness. I repeat, because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. Rather, we become unified in him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. He raises us to what he is. That's basically what happened even in old Israel. Those who ate the sacrifices on God's altar entered into God's action at the altar. Matthew 26 through 28 says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat for this is my body. At this time, if you will take the bread, break it and eat it. Verse 27 says, and he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. You may drink. part again. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. Rather we become unified in him. Amen. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. Nope. He raises us to what he is. Amen.
just lead us in that without instruments? I think that was just beautiful. Let's just sing that together as a body right now, that we can sing of his love forever. And if all we have is a hallelujah, you know, like she just declared that word of comfort because he's holding your hand. If he's holding your hand and if he's holding you and if he's walking with you through it and if all you have is a hallelujah, let that out of your mouth. Let that be your song in the valley. Let that be your song in the darkest night of your soul because you will come to the other side and you will have a song that can never stop singing of his love because he's proved it. He's shown it. He's proven himself faithful and true. Let's just sing that together. If that's all we have is a hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could sing of your love again and again. If all That's our highest praise. We give you our highest praises. You're worthy of our highest praises. Oh, you're worthy we of give our you the highest praise. praise. Glory in the highest. Oh, we give Glory you our best highest. today. We give you the highest praises. Oh, you Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We give you all, yes, Jesus. We give you the highest praise. ready for the glory 
make us ready, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Bless this service. Everyone who's going to be a part in speaking or praying or baptisms or any part. We thank you for your anointing and your supernatural power and grace to do what you've called them to do in a power and authority that changes things. We thank you for your kingdom that will come and your will will be done in this service because this is all for you, God. We're here for you. Bless this time in the name of Jesus and bless our precious pastor and his family as they are away today. We love them and we are so thankful for godly, humble, pure-hearted, Jesus-seeking pastors. Amen. And we thank you for the offering today. Thank you, God, that you're the provider. Amen. And when we trust you with our finances in a radical way, you can do more than we could ever imagine. So let us just give with an open hand and an open heart, with a cheerful heart. I thank you, God, that we will bring our tithes to this storehouse. And every need in this house will be met in the name of Jesus. There will be no lack, nothing missing and nothing lacking in the body of Christ here. Because we're faithful to give and trust you with our finances that that are yours anyway we thank you jesus bless the offering and we're going to bless these kids if you're a kid in this place today and you're going to head out we just bless the children we thank you that we are a part of training and discipling them in the word of god we thank you that we have that awesome responsibility that awesome privilege to teach them and admonish them in your ways to train them in the way they should go and they will not depart. They will walk in every single plan that you have for them and the enemy cannot touch them. Right now, just say, say that with me, enemy. You cannot touch our children. We plan and apply the blood of Jesus that covers them every step they take. And they will grow and be fruitful in the gifts that you place within them. In Jesus' mighty name, we love you. And I love all of you, and you can go love on each other while we take a break.
speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, I'm singing this over your families tonight. I speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, sing it again. Hey!
here welcome to the gathering place if you are new we ask that you would fill out a connection card there should be a QR code on the screen there we go you can use that you can fill out a connection card or you can go into the foyer and grab one at connection point this just allows us to get to know you a little bit better pray for you welcome you to the family um, you can also visit us on our app or our website if you download our app, you'll actually get push notifications throughout the week that lets you know what we're doing. You can come and be a part of the family, do life with us. Whatever event is going on that week, you'll know about it. Um, every Sunday morning at 9, we usually have kingdom classes outside of this morning. If you were looking forward to the spiritual gift assessment, they'll probably reschedule that next month with Pastor DJ. But the next two weeks, we have some pretty excellent classes going on. Miss Rhonda is doing Hearing God through his word on the 18th yeah. and then after that we've got kingdom healing with miss sunny i'm looking forward to both of those so those are 9 a.m in the annex every sunday um speaking of kingdom class we actually have a survey for you and it's an anonymous survey there should be a code for that there we go um if you would just fill it out give us an idea of how you feel about kingdom classes if you've been to any we want to know what you like what you didn't like what do you want to see more of what you want to see less of and it's anonymous so you don't have to be worried about that um praise in the park is going to be this saturday we're really excited about it our worship team our worship team is actually putting that on. There's going to be free food, live worship. If you haven't heard Pastor DJ talk about this for several weeks, he really thinks our house in this church has been called to the city of Millbrook, and there's no better way to touch people's lives and change than through worship. So be there. I think we really need everyone in the house there. Um, in two weeks, Company of Believers are having a gathering at the Courts of Praise, Pastor Bo and Mama Rachel's church. It's going to be the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. There's a lot of phenomenal worship going on, a lot of great people speaking, and they would love to have you guys there for their support. And I think, I think that's it. That's all the announcements. Okay. I'm going to pray for service, and then we can get going. Father God, we thank you and we love you today. We thank you for the freedom to openly gather and glorify your name and worship you. Father, I ask that you would just increase wisdom and anointing and pour it out over our elders as I speak this morning. I ask that you would touch their lips and their hearts and you'd let it be all of you and none of them. Open us up to receiving and hearing your word today, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, shout if you love Jesus. Hey! I just want to make sure we're all awake. Thank you for being here this morning, Ms. Amber. Thank you for that, the announcements there. Uh, I'm going to need this over here real Because right now, uh, even though I know part of that word that Miss Judith brought was uh, for me, because I'm about nervous as a cricket in a chicken pen, uh, but that's okay, because he's got my hand. And uh, so Pastor DJ is not here today. He had an emergency custody order for his daughter, who's in Minnesota, and they've gone to pick her up. Hallelujah. That's an answer to prayer that's been going for a little while. 
And God answers prayer in his perfect timing. That's, you know, it's just wonderful. So uh, this morning, I, I asked the Lord, you know, what, what am I supposed to speak about here? And, and uh, I met a fellow, one of my customers. <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And uh, he told me this scripture, Isaiah 58. And uh, I think he's going to, yeah. And it's uh, 58, 7 through 11. And uh, I'm just going to read that from here. This is from the NIV. I hope you all like that. I have to preface this with, you need to go and read 58, 1 through 7 in order to understand exactly what this is about. Uh, it's about fasting and how we should fast. And that's not the actual message that I felt like the Lord wanted me to bring, but this is part of it. Because it all ties in together with the song, him holding our hand, with what Miss Judith was saying. And I just feel like it's all coming together for his glory. So he was talking about fasting and how some people fast and say, well, where are you, God? I've been fasting for X number of days, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, where? come on. And that's not what he's looking for. But to find out what he's looking for, you're going to have to go read it yourself. All right? So, in Isaiah 58, 7, it is not to, uh, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. And your healing will quickly arrive, appear. Then your righteousness, our righteousness through Christ, will go before you. And the Lord will be your rear guard. That is what struck me. Right back there is the Lord. And he's got everything covered for me. Just like what she was saying, you know. As we're walking through life, he's got a plan for us. He's got it already set up and everything. And he's got us covered. Then you will call on the Lord and the Lord will answer you and cry, answer your, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. So if you're crying for help this morning, he's right here. He's, he's here for you. If you do away with the yoke of oppression and the pointing fingers and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday and the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You'll be like the well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. It just never fails. The gentleman I spoke of earlier had a healing. God gave him a vision, and he gave me this scripture. And I was asking God all day Friday. I'm just, you know how you go through your day, and you're just talking to the Lord. And you say, well, Lord, what is it, you know? I mean, this came on pretty quick. And, uh, but God always provides. And by the way, I've got, I was told I have uh, 30 minutes each, right? <laughs> 10 minutes each. I've got seven pages of notes, but that's just because I have to write so big so I can see it. <laughs> 
So what, what I'd like to call this is focus on God. Daniel in the lion den. Everybody remember Daniel in the lion's den? So this is Daniel. What is he looking at? God. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Out of the mouths of babes. Golly. That, that is so important because he's not focusing on all of everything going on around him. I mean, there's some wild beasts there ready to chow down. And what's Daniel doing? He's looking up to God. He knows his source. And so that's the focus on God. And, and sometimes we think, well, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this and I got to do that. If we focus on him, he's going to take care of it. He's going to provide the means for us to do those things. He's going to give us the desires of our heart as long as they're according to his will. You know, I, I wish I had a big old bass boat, but uh, that's not there yet. Keyword being yet. Uh, in 1 Samuel, it says he will guard the feet of the saints. And then when the disciples, in uh, Matthew 14, they're out there in the boat. They see this figure coming after them. Y'all remember about how Jesus walked on water. And Peter said, they all thought it was a ghost. And Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come to you. And he said, come. And today God is saying, Jesus is saying, come. I got you covered. I got your back. I got your six in military terms. So there's no reason at all for us not to do what he's asked us to do. Because we all have that calling. We all have a plan. Peter gets out of the boat and he's watching Jesus walking across the water and he sees all these waves and everything and probably fish flying up in the air because it was bad. And he took his eyes off. His focus was diverted to his problems instead of staying set on Jesus. And he said, Lord, help. Boom. Immediately, the Bible says, immediately, Jesus was there, reached out his hand and saved him. When the uh, disciples were out in the boat and Jesus was asleep, a storm comes up. And they're all freaking out. They're saying, oh, man, we're going to die. I can't swim. You know, and golly, what's going to go on? They forgot who was sleeping in the boat with them. Let me tell you, folks, Jesus is in your boat. He's in your boat. And he's ready for you. Please bear with me. I'm, I'm just kind of a... Uh... And so... Uh, God loves us so much that he gave up his son, Jesus. And most of us know that. Raise your hand if you love Jesus. <laughs> Not a dry hand in the place, huh? <laughs> uh, got notes and here we go. Okay, so uh, the last scripture I want to share is Isaiah 41. Uh, 
which is right by 58. Well, I thought I had a bookmark in here. There it is. It went into the middle. <laughs> okay, so here God is talking to Israel. Let me ask you a question. Are we Israel? We have been grafted into that family. We are Israel. We are his church body. We are his family. And the Lord says, but you, O Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you are descendants of Abraham, my friend. We're all descendants of Abraham. So that qualifies us for what's in this book right here. And everybody agrees this is the infallible word of God, right? I took you from the ends of the earth, from his farthest corners, I called you. I wish I could count how many times you is in this little passage here. Because it's talking about me. It's talking about Ryan. It's talking about Ginger. It's talking about Frank. It's talking about all of us. Every single one of us. And I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. <clears throat> I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you, me, with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be nothing and perish Though you search for your enemies, you'll not find them. Those who wage war against you will be nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Anytime we need that help, all we have to do is stretch out our hand. And he's there to grab it for us. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. And says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, O worm, Jacob, O little Israel. Even in, as insignificant as we are, he loves us more than we can even phantom. There's no way I can comprehend how much he loves every single one of us. He loved the world and gave his own son so that none should perish. For I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. So don't ever be dismayed about what's going on in your life. If you know the Lord, he's got a plan. He's got a reason that things are happening. Sometimes we have junk come against us to grow our character. Uh, when James goes out to the gym and works out, which he does quite often. You'll see here in just a minute. <laughs> it's not easy. But the results are a makeover of his whole physique. And the results are a makeover of our whole spirit, our whole being, when we allow Christ to reign. I was given this Bible in 2000. Christmas Day. Monterey and Eli gave it to me. <clears throat> and so... This is just some of the things that I've written in there in the front. I just wanted to share a little bit of my testimony. 
the power of God comes wrapped in humility. Desperation leads to motivation to call on God. Don't wait to get desperate. <laughs> call on him right away. You know, I mean, he's our source. He's, he's why we're here. None of God's seed will live in need. I'm sure some older folks have heard that before. <laughs> and uh, I have right here in red, read my Bible, then do what it says. And this is something that I received from a retreat we went to, or an advance, we call it now. Uh, step up in order to give yourself to what only you are specifically assigned to do in each season of your life. So that you can, with mastery, all that you have to do be set in the body to do. So we need to study the scripture, renew our minds, take care of our bodies, and be available to him. And, and that's what I'm saying is this is all about making yourself available and keeping your focus on him. When we make ourselves available, our lives change. Father God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Lord, I ask that you watch after DJ and his little family, Lord. See him here safely. Lord, let's just help us to open our arms, Lord, and, and receive Ava just the way she is, Lord. And, and I just thank you so much, God, for all the things that you do in our lives. Uh, everybody look at your shoes. Right there where you are in those shoes, God loves you. There's nothing you can do to change that. To make him love you more, to make him love you less. Sometimes the things we do where he's not pleased with. But just like our children, they need discipline sometimes. And he loves us just like we are. Thank you for letting me share, Brother James. Morning, family. How y'all doing? Hallelujah. The opportunities God give us. Hallelujah. I just want to give honor to God first, who's ahead of my life, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Um, I have to give him honor first. Um, always keeping God first place is a must for us as believers. And so I just want to give honor to him first. Uh, thank you, Pastor DJ, for allowing us to speak. God set this time up for us. And um, this is a, a, a signed appointment and an assignment for me today. So our lives are assignments. All right. So everybody has an assignment. My assignment is just to share scripture. And God actually changed my assignment. All right, Frank, so um, Brother Ron gave a great word. Everything that you said, brother, that's what God downloaded me through the night as I was sleeping. I was restless all night, tossing and turning, figuring out what to share with the body and to help strengthen the body, to help you grow in Christ. And the one scripture I want to focus on this morning, it's not on the screen, is that we're going to go to Matthew 6, chapter Matthew, Matthew 6 and 33. It's my foundational verse. And I believe every believer must understand this verse. 
Uh, this is the New King James Version. I actually memorized it in um, the King James Version. And it's, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. And that's what um, I learned throughout the years. And that's my foundation of verse when I got saved and God changed my life. Um, let's see. But I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added, un added to you. And so what God wanted me to share is what we must seek. If you don't seek, you will not find. And so let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, Father. We thank you. You're so holy, Father. Thank you for this opportunity, Father, for, the, for us to be able to speak to the, the body, Father. Thank you for my elders, Father. Thank you for my brothers and sisters this morning, Father. We just surrender this time to you, Father. We put you first. You're first place in our lives, Father. And we're just uh, thankful and grateful for this opportunity, Father. And I just ask to speak through me, through your Holy Spirit, which is inside of me. And I just pray that you open up ears this morning to be able to hear, eyes to be able to see, the direction for our lives, Father. We all have an assignment. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody has an assignment, believe it or not. If you became a believer, you got an assignment. So my assignment today has changed. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways. So when I was in worship, God changed my assignment. And so, Brother Frank, I'm going to put your daughter on on the spot, and we're going to pray for her. Um, God is, like my brother said, God is not willing that any should perish. All right, so knowing the Lord is a must. Every one of our jobs is to share the gospel. Yes. To not let souls just fly out there and not step up and say something. And so we're going to, I'm a, we're going to lift our hands, and we're going to lift his daughter up. His daughter's, um, I got to talk to her a little bit. And God, it's funny how the spirit moves when you're in spirit. And actually, I'll share this because I'm going to break my fast. I'm always, I fast a lot. And so when you fast, you get a lot of download, man. God just begin to speak. I have to get into a place where I can hear his voice. And so when you're in a place, you can hear. You're in tune with the spirit. And it directs. And um, it's, I begin to talk to his daughter. His daughter begin to tell me she's 17, going to 12th grade. And um, I just asked her about her, her life, what she planned, what she planned to do as she graduate. And God began to just really download. Then I asked her, did she know Jesus? And a lot of times, our youth, they know about Jesus, but they don't realize that they must accept him as Lord and Savior before they leave here. And so we're going to stretch our hands out. That's my assignment this morning, is to stretch our hands out to his daughter, to his family, Daughter, his daughter, his other daughter, young daughter's uh, Frankie. Yeah, she's getting baptized this morning. Yeah. And so, uh, it's spontaneous. Uh, so God works. And so we're going to lift up his daughter. What, pronounce your name again? Nevaeh. Nevaeh. So if you could stretch your hands out to Nevaeh. And then if, if there's anybody that doesn't know the Lord, we pray that uh, God open your spirit to receive. Because he's the only one that can open your heart. You know, we can... Use our words. It's the spirit of God that moves people. Only through spirit 
it only moves through spirit. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we are thankful, Father, for this opportunity. Thank you for this assignment, Father. You changed it, Holy Spirit. And I just are thankful. Let me be obedient, Father, to the word. Let me be obedient to the spirit. Hallelujah, Father. We lift her up right now, Father. Hallelujah. We lift the family up, Father. Right now, Father, we just uh, pray that you soften our heart, Father, to receive you, Jesus. You're not willing that any should perish. Hallelujah. It's our job as, as uh, winners, soul winners, Father, to advance your kingdom, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We are thankful that we get the opportunity to lift her up, Father. Let her not be afraid, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Soften the blow, Father, as she goes into 12th grade, Father, and that you got mighty plans for her, Father. All you want her to do is to surrender to you, Father. And we just lift that up right, right now to you, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, touch her, Father. Bless her, Father, and everything that she's going to do. Bless my brother's family. Bless all his, his daughters, Father. Put a hedge of protection around him, Father. Let no harm, no danger, Father. As your word says, Father, let, them, let, let her seek you, Father. And that's all our goals, Father, to seek more of you. We got to have you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And we thank you for this assignment, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We lift the Father. We plead the blood of Jesus over her life, Father, right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We, we come against the enemy, Father, because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, according to John 10, 10. But Jesus, you came to give life. Hallelujah. We impart your life on her life, Father, right now, in the spirit of life. The enemy cannot destroy her life right now, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. And you got a hand and a plan for her life. And we just are thankful for this opportunity and we surrender it to you father in jesus holy name amen i was planning to share a little bit about my testimony which i'll share really really quick because i know we're on a time limit brother jim is behind me so um so i'm on assignment and and oh, oh, you, oh ginger's next so god changes your plans when you allow him to change your plans. I've actually arrived here in Alabama, not a place that I chose. I am military. I retired, I did about 23 years, Air Force Army. I had the opportunity to retire, and um, so I came from Hawaii to here. I don't know if most of y'all, if you had talked to me, some, some may know it, some don't know it, but I came from Hawaii to here. And so when I was leaving Hawaii, and in the military, you sign up for you know, where you want to go. Okay, you got eight choices. Eight choices that you get. And so Alabama was on the list. And so it was my last choice. And um, so as I was praying, and you know, I love my church family there. I used to go to church there. It was a mega church. It was a, I really had an encounter there that God really spoke to me. But anyway, um, so I did my assignments. I was hoping to go to South Carolina. Either it was California, South Carolina, uh, Wyoming, and Alabama was one of my last. And so, oh, yes. And so I got the assignment, and it said Alabama. Most of y'all didn't know my wife. Man, she was like, what? <laughs> Alabama? What the world? And so it's... This God had a plan, though. So he brought me here for an assignment, and not a place that I would have chose. But God said, what he said to me when I left Hawaii, I need you to go change some hearts there. You will have no family, blood family. 
The only family you will have is this body here. I don't have no family. My family is in South Carolina. My wife's family is in Texas. And God said, I'm going to put you out here. I'm going to make you great. But you're going to praise my name, and my name is going to be lifted. And so he dropped me here, and he, he lined it up. He had me a house. And so I got here in 2014. I retired in 15, a year later. And um, when I got here, it just God just lined things up. Got me a big old house. I said, wow, Lord, thank you, Lord. And so um, everything he lined up. My kids were, I think, fourth grade and fifth grade. And so now they're both graduated. My last one just graduated. So thank you, Jesus. But yes. And so I didn't arrive to this point without understanding Matthew 6.33. A lot of prayer. A lot of, I stay up at the altar. That's all you see me at the altar. I'm praying. And so the battle, you really, if you understand what worship does, worship does some things that, that are unexplainable. And so when you worship and you surrender, and forget about the crowd, it's powerful. It does power, and God has really blessed me, blessed my kids to go to school. He opened up doors that I, I could not, I didn't go to college, I had to join the military. I grew up in a house that we didn't have much money, and my mom was a single mom, three boys, and um, so we didn't grow up with the, you know all the fancy stuff, and we pretty much had, I grew up on food stamps. I grew up in, um, I was born in D.C., so, in the hood. So then my mom's family was in Chicago, in the hood. So two different cities. And so I'm thankful, I'm grateful to be standing before you only because of, because of God's grace. <laughs> it's, it's grace and mercy allowed me to go from a single parent, my mom taking care of me, and, and she, she's in the grave now. She passed away a couple, a few years ago. Also my dad, biological dad, he passed away. And, um, but um, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to Jesus. I owe him everything. And um, like I said, I'm a part of the body. God put me in the position to be an elder. Um, you know, I, whether he give me a title or not, I'm here to serve. So I'm here to serve the body. I'm here to serve each one of you. If you need prayer, and that's what our job as elders and that's the body. We got prayer warriors in the, in the room. Our job is to pray and strengthen the body. To help grow and any needs, whatever the needs are, you gotta bring, you gotta, don't be afraid to just let us know. I know a lot of times people don't let us know what's going on. I know people wanna hold stuff back, and, but when you bring it to the altar and you pray, I mean, God shows up. And so we got some spirit filled believers in here, mighty and powerful. And so when I have problems, I got my brother Jim, got Ginger, Ron. Pastor, the Jacks. Man, I get, I, I, when I, my neck, if y'all don't know, I had a, a C5, C6 bulging disc. Man, they, I'd have them lay hands on me and pray that God heal. I'm not trying to have no surgery. Uh, I'm in the gym. I would, no, that was an option. I said, Lord, if you don't heal me, I ain't going to be healed. I'm just, so they, I, I, they laid hands on me. And they prayed and laid, laid. Yes, God touched it. And so I can jump around. That's why you see me jump. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And um, yes. And so let's give honor to God. Let's thank, thank God for allowing me, allowing me to share a word this morning. Hopefully um, it touched it touch you. Matthew 6.33. Think about that verse. Meditate on it. And I um, love you guys. If y'all need anything, let, 
Let us know. That's what we're here for. No, God didn't just put us in this position just, to, just because we're here for, for the body, for, for the, to grow the family. And so, love you guys. I'm going to pass this off. And Jenna, you next? Oh, hallelujah. I shouldn't have said anything, and I might have just got to keep sitting there. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about things my pastor said. So last week, Pastor DJ started his new series called Shine. And so he was reading in Matthew 17. So it says, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. And so he briefly mentioned that before this, that Jesus called Peter Satan. And I was like, wait a minute, I gotta go home and read this. I gotta I gotta do more research. Well, what is this about? So I went back and read some in chapter 16, and so I want to talk about that and share that with you. So in Matthew 16, 15 through 19, Jesus said to the disciples, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And also say to you that you are Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, before this, Jesus is telling him, I have a future and a plan for you. I have something that you're going to do. And is it so cool? Like, y'all, us elders didn't get together and make a plan of what we were going to talk about so it all lined up. God gave us all something to talk about that talks about the plan that he has for you, the future that he has for you. He wants y'all to get that today, okay? That he has a plan and a future for you. He wants you to come to him and talk about it and figure out what's going on. Like Ron said, keep your eyes on him. Keep in communication with him. So when God tells you he has a plan for you, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. If God tells you something, it's the truth. And you can believe it and you can trust in it and you can stand on that firm foundation of what we read in his word, all right, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God knows the plans he has for you, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you and a hope and a future. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for each person in here, Lord. Thank you that you are making a way for that to happen, Lord. We want everyone to connect with you today, Lord, and be in communion with you, like Dana talked about, God, so that they can hear that next step that you want them to take, the direction that you want them to turn, and where that you would have them to go. God, you have a plan to get us there. And so... God already called out what Peter was going to do. So he knows what Peter needs to do to get there. So then in Matthew 16, 21 through 23, it says that from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned to Peter and he said, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, and you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. 
God is going to correct you. He is going to get you back on that path that he wants you to be on. You got to be willing to listen and make that correction in your life so that you can stay step in step with him. So Proverbs 3, 11 through 12 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father delights in his son. So Jesus had to correct Peter because he loves us and God is love and he loves each one of you. And so he is going to correct you and try to get you back on that path and that plan he has for your life because everything that God has for you is good and perfect. And that's where you want to be. So if he's going to correct his disciples who are walking with him each and every day, don't you think that he's going to have something to say to each one of us? All right. So don't get offended or upset or get your feelings hurt and say, I'm out. All right, this is too hard. This is too much. I don't want to change. I can't do that because what? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When he tells you to do something, he's going to enable you to do it. All right, it's not going to be too hard. So how are we going to do it? Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So when it does get hard, don't give up, okay? Don't quit when he starts to correct you. In Matthew 16, 23, Jesus told Peter, you are not mindful of the things of God. So that's where we can focus today and say, I want to keep my mind on you. I want to be mindful of the things that you want to talk about, God. Colossians 3, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So we have a helper to help us do that. God didn't just say, all right, this is what you need to do. Go and do it. No, he gave us a helper that can help us do all these things that he's asking us to do. So 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now he, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we might understand the things freely given us by God. God has given us everything that we need to know in his word. It's here for you. So if we just go to his word, he is going to give us the helper to help us understand that and discern what he wants us to know. Second Timothy three sixteen through 17 says all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So whatever work he is calling you to, whatever that plan is, the hope and the future he has for your life, he is going to equip you to be able to do it through his word. So his word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. So if we want to have that revelation and have that light, we've got to be in his word. So I encourage you to read his word this week and then go to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and make you more like Jesus so that you can shine to the world so that you can reveal him to the world. We thank you, Father, for giving us your helper in the Holy Spirit that helps us to understand and rightly divide the word. And I wanted to suggest to you that maybe this week you start with Proverbs 3 because that chapter. Uh, the first two verses say is a proverb for gaining wisdom and instruction. So it's very short. I think you can make a few minutes to read that this week. And I want to leave you with Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all these things.
Did I make it in 10 minutes? I think so. They're looking at me like I'm the guardian of the clock or something. I do like to get out of church early. Um, so what's neat is you've just seen three of the elders, and I'm the fourth, and then DJ and Bo are the elders of our church. So, and we're responsible for spiritual matters. Anything that does with spiritual things, that's what we deal with. And what I wanted to say was it's, uh, it's really neat when we meet together because whenever we meet, I usually know what we're going to be talking about. So I'm thinking about what we're going to be talking about. What I'm never thinking about is the attitudes or problems of the people in the room. When we get together, there's a unity, and it's, it's quite amazing. We talk about it all the time. We pray about that unity, and we thank God regularly for the unity because, uh, you know, Bo's been over many, many churches, and he, he tells us that that's pretty unique that we have such unity, and we're just about dealing with issues that need to be taken care of rather than with each other's. Uh, I'm probably over-explaining, but it is really sweet when we get together and try to take care of things because we... Each, each one of these, as you can see, love Jesus. I want to talk about one of my problems, and maybe one of y'all have it too. We'll see. Um, it's about what I say and how I say it to people sometimes. Uh, James chapter 3 and verse 5. Which I, I gave them a whole long scripture, but we're just going to do verse 5 because I like to get out of church early. It says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Here's the part I like. So how great a forest a little fire kindles. How great a forest a little fire kindles. Did y'all know that, like, Canada has been on fire uh, since March? Um, I'll just remember. There, there's, since March in Canada, 10 million acres have burned. That's uh, like 43,000 square kilometers. I think that calculates to around 25,000 square miles, roughly. It's enormous, the fire. And they all started with a little spark or a little kindle. Karen heard on the news that one of them was definitely started by someone's little campfire. And we understand. I mean, the whole Northeast has been covered by smoke from the fires in Canada. Now... Obviously, we're not talking about fires today. We're talking about what happens when we say things to people and how widespread what we say goes in their life. One passage I read says it's, it's eternal, basically, what we say to people, good or bad. And so for me, what I have to do on a regular basis is listen to myself what I'm saying to people and how I'm saying it. Now, that's a challenge because the words are coming out of my mouth, but I'm not really listening because I'm so important and I'm just managing my situation and making sure everything goes my way. What I'm saying is try that sometime, to listen to yourself. Make it a, a, a project for maybe tomorrow morning. Just begin to listen to what you say and how you say it to people because that really matters to God. He says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Such a powerful statement. Life and death. I want to use my mouth to bring life to people. I have a habit where I work to compliment people 
as much as I can. I started that a few years ago. And what I find uh, since I began to do that more and more is when I go up and ask them to do something they really probably don't want to do because I'm interrupting what they already had planned, but I need them to do something different for a minute or two, maybe something not that great. The response is, sure, when do you need it? Uh, as a practical example, I was thinking, and I, I, you know, we all have wild thoughts. Y'all just don't tell me what yours are. I'm going to tell you what one of mine was. I have a personal discipline that I don't spit my chewing gum out on the sidewalk or on the parking lot. Because what happens? The sun beats down on it, it gets really gooey, and the next guy steps in it. But what can, I mean, when he gets chewing gum on your on clouds, man, that's, y'all don't have on clouds? They, they, yeah. Um, but what can happen is sometimes you spit your chewing gum out and you came back that same path and you step in your own chewing gum. Now, that would really, really be bad. But that's what our mouth can do. We can step in our own chewing gum because what we spit out to the people around us is coming back to us. You, you may not have the breadth to grasp it, but you're getting back what you spit out. Somebody might have a fake smile on their face, but you're getting back what you give them. God wants us to love people, be kind to them. I mean... This doesn't sound particularly spiritual, but it's hugely spiritual to what we say and how we say it to people, and we make them feel better about themselves, feel loved, feel cared for. And the same words that we use to hurt people, the same effort could be used to encourage them, and it's just a practice. Some of it's just practical, like I don't spit the gum out on the sidewalk. Although I'm urged to sometimes. That's spearmint. Boy, you get so tired of that, and you just want to chunk it out. I don't have much to say today, but I thought this was one that would just be practical and we could, we could use and uh, try. And, and I encourage you to do that because watch and see that what comes back to you doesn't improve. The people's response to you when you need something from them that they don't really want to do or whatever. And, and if we encourage them, they just go home feeling better. God loves us. God loves them. I... Uh, it sounded like I was ending, but here I got another thought, don't I? <laughs> I've not been rejected when I talk kind to people. Uh, we're fearful sometimes of trying something new, but I've never been rejected. They love it. They'll just stand right there if I tell them how great they are. And, and it's good for them. It's not wrong. And we can tell them once we build that relationship, then we get to share the good news of the gospel. It's all a big plan. Uh, I want to be Christ-like. I want to be a little Jesus. And what he wants me to do is help grow his kingdom. And I can't do that if I don't have a relationship with people. And, I, and they don't know me and they don't want to hear what I have to say. We get a chance here to do some good for the kingdom of God. So the next thing we're going to do is baptism. So I think the musicians are going to come up and they're going to play something. And, and uh, Jeff is going to begin to dive into the water. And all of you that want to be baptized... Go ahead and begin to make your way. This is wonderful. We're so stoked. We love baptism here. It is a step in the process, and baptism is so important to God. He loves baptism. He loves baptism. Yes, all right. We already have a few people lined up over here. Um, just real quick, I want to talk just quickly a little bit about baptism. Um, so if you have professed your faith in Christ, you believe he's the son of God, this is a step that we take because we believe Jesus was buried 
and rose again. And what we're doing is we're symbolically professing that faith of being buried with Christ and rose again. And, and he says, Jesus even says that if you confess me before others, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. So it's, a, so it's that public declaration, but it's something very personal between you and God. And, and if you haven't done that yet, we encourage you to do that. Um, also, uh, yeah, Frankie, why don't you come on over here? She's going to get baptized. Come over. You can go ahead and come over and get in line and get ready. That's right. If Frank's around also. Um, I want to give you another reason. If you've already been baptized, baptism is a good time to bury something. Um, I have seen, we have seen, we've heard of people getting healed, getting delivered through this process right here of baptism. I remember a, a man I worked with and talked to him about it before he got baptized. He got delivered from alcohol, an alcohol addiction, okay? That's what, and I want to tell you something. There's people in here, you're ready to bury something, okay? We have, we have shorts, we have t-shirts, and we have towels. You, you don't need to not do this. Isn't it? Don't, no. You want to hold on to that, it's up to you. But you ready to bury something? We want to encourage you, even if you weren't ready, if you want to make that profession of faith, we have everything that you need over here. Please, and just come over to this corner. Someone has towels, go tell them, I'm ready to bury something, all right? So that's what we're going to do this morning. But we're also going to have a profession of faith. And we're starting with, oh my gosh, this young man right here. This is Rico Simmons, everyone. I have the honor of baptizing Rico Simmons, okay? This, this is our grandson, all right? And, and, Pam, and, and I'll tell you what, when Pam and I got married, this, this little boy was in a car seat, a baby in a car seat. So I've had the honor of becoming Grandpa, Grandpa Jeff, to this young man, and the honor of watching him grow. He's a smart young man who is great at football. But one of the greatest things we've seen is his faith lately, recently. He, on his own initiative, comes to his parents and starts asking them about faith, about Christ, about salvation. And then one time he calls his grandma, and she'll never forget this phone call, because he called me right afterwards. She's like, Ricky just called. He's asking about salvation. He even called me like, how do you get to heaven? And we were so excited. And we talked about baptism. He's like, yeah, he wants to do that. Last night, he's like, I'm just, I'm so excited about getting baptized. So we're just beside ourselves here. And the fact that I get to do this with him right now. So we're going to start with, we're going to start with Riku right here. All right, I need help right here. Before you go, we're going to ask that question. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died and rose again? All right, here we go. So Riku, I'm, so I want you to turn this way. All right. Upon your profession of faith in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
wait for one more. And let me let me just share while she's getting ready. Uh, Frank, her father, actually asked to, to, to baptize her. And he just got baptized recently, didn't he? I think he was the last, probably last time we did this. And then he came in this morning and his daughter, Frankie, was going to get baptized. And he's like, he wants to, he wants to baptize her. So, so that's pretty special. I know, I can say that's pretty special when you get the chance to, to do just that. So, um, but while we're waiting again, we can spend some time in worship. Let's worship the Lord right now. Let all creation from 
again. Nevea? Did I say that right? Nevea! We're so glad. Heaven spelled backwards. Alright. You would say a few words, you got to. I'm extremely proud of this moment. Your sisters say you're my favorite. Everybody knows the truth. But you you me and you have a special relationship. I'm not saying it's better than the rest. I'm so excited for this. You're gonna be a senior this year. There's a lot of obstacles gonna come your way. You're gonna have a lot of decisions to make. And hopefully this will steer you in the right way. Remember, you're gonna make some bad decisions, but you always go back. This is a guiding path. Open that book, call me, call a friend. We ain't going nowhere, okay? I always got your back. I love you. Jesus is the Son of God. You believe that He died and rose again. All right. We're going to baptize you right now. You're going to have to just talk her through it. You're just going to bend your knees a little. You're just going to plug your nose and we're going to bend backwards and bring you back up. All right. We just, upon your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.